This is a Pele Media Podcast. Welcome back to Jurassic Park Minute. Jurassic Park Minute is the fan podcast that chronicles and overanalyzes the classic 1993 film Jurassic Park Minute by Minute. I'm Kyle. I'm Brady. And today is a Friday. So you know what that means. We're going to be talking all about the Ice Cube Chris Tucker movie Friday. Exactly. And uh, bye Felicia and all those jokes that we love and Mm -hmm. the smoking weed and everything. So how are you today? That's pretty good. Bye Felicia, man. That never gets old. No, it doesn't. It doesn't get old at all. Yeah. No. Yeah. People just saying it all the time. And I'm like, haha, it's funny. Every time I hear it. Every time I hear it. You know every time who I read you it, are. yeah. Uh, but uh, speaking of by Felicia, would uh, you want? I can't even make those two work. No, you want to go ahead? And give, no. You want to go ahead and give me number thirty nine? Let's do it. All right. In the previous minute, we met Lex and Tim, Hammond's grandkids. As the minute ended, we saw the tour SUVs drive up. At minute number 39, Hammond leads Grant, Ellie, and Malcolm towards the vehicles. Hammond tells them that the vehicles will be the transport for the afternoon. Gennaro asks him if there are any drivers. At 39.10, Hammond tells him that there are no drivers and the trucks run on a track in the middle of the roadway. Hammond tells Gennaro that the cars are electric and totally non-polluting. He makes a note that they spared no expense in the development of the cars. At 39.14, we cut to an interior shot of the car where Lex has found a touchscreen interactive monitor. She makes a note to tell everyone that it is an interactive CD-ROM. At 39.20, Hammond takes Ellie to the second car. Malcolm follows her. Grant looks at Malcolm suspiciously as he follows Ellie. At 39.31, we cut to a shot of Hammond walking back to the visitor center. At 39.35, as Grant walks towards the second car, Tim stops him in his path. Tim tells Grant that he read his book. Grant tells him that's great and walks away. Tim asks Grant if he really thinks that dinosaurs turned into birds. Grant tells him that a few of the species may have evolved along those lines. Tim follows Grant into the SUV and tells him that they don't look like birds to him. And thus ends minute number 39 of Jurassic Park. So, uh, yeah, we get a little bit more interaction between Tim and Grant. We did talk a lot about yesterday how the cause of the divorce between Ellie and Grant was the fact that Ellie wanted to have children and Grant did not. And I think finally we agreed that that was definitely the case. Uh, we get a little bit more interaction between Grant and Tim here and just kind of see Grant's uh, being uncomfortable around children, his disgust for children, if you will, and a child who's a huge fan of Grant. And before that, we get one of the best moments of this movie. Yeah. And that is when Lex finds the interactive CD-ROM inside of the Dash console of the Ford Explorer. Yeah. She definitely, you know, it's funny because CD-ROMs were like a new thing at that point. Is you that, know? That's not how that would work, right? An interactive CD-ROM? A touchscreen well, CD-ROM? I mean, it would, I get, it, it would be on a hard drive because if mm-hmm. you had a CD-ROM on there and the car was moving, it'd be skipping a lot probably. I don't know if you remember this, but like when CDs were first introduced in cars, it wasn't really the best technology. If you hit a bumpy road, yeah. the stabilizers weren't really there and it, it, like, it would skip a lot. So uh, it was very difficult to get uh, CDs to play sometimes. So I can't imagine where a computer actually had to read data off of a CD that really would have done a a lot of good yeah. but uh you know it looks a little bit dated obviously but um yeah but I mean, at the time yeah well at the time it, it was like a thinking machine supercomputers huh? yeah there you go yeah um no they uh, it was you know it's, it looks a little bit dated but it's still ahead of its time i mean touchscreen is obviously something that we see all over the yeah. place nowadays but i can't think of too many places in between the release of this film and the last i don't know 10 15 years where uh where that would have been 
you know, it's something that yeah. you could just pull out of your pocket and then be able to touch the screen and get wherever you want. I mean, I, I joke around about it and we, you know, we joke a lot about uh, old technology that we see in movies. There's a part, a place in my heart that really loves seeing that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it was uh, around that time where technology was magic and, you know, they were one in the same, like the lawnmower man, you know, in this kind of like pre-millennial plur era where the internet was just the thing was going to bring everybody yeah. together. And, uh, you know, Johnny Mnemonic and hackers and the net and all that stuff. It's, it's really, it's, it's really funny, but you know, Michael Crichton was definitely had his finger on the pulse of what was going on because a lot of this stuff really wouldn't come to public consciousness for a few years later. I don't think we even had a computer with a CD-ROM on it until a couple of years after Jurassic Park came out. And what's awesome is that that stuff is all over this movie, but it doesn't just drown you in it. Yeah, there's all kinds of talk of like future technologies and, and everything coming about, but uh, it's not all in your face. It's like, check it out. We... <laughs> Check out everything we've got in this movie. All the, right, yeah. The, well, it's, it's not the sole purpose of the movie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. It uh, wouldn't be like a movie about a killer CD-ROM. Yeah. What, 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 would, you, what would you call that? CD-ROM? Compact Death? Compact Death. <laughs> would that be what that movie's um, called? Killer Disc? Okay. But the killer starts with a C. Listeners, we have a Facebook page. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to go put your So ideas. we're writing a movie about the horrors of technology, right? And we want to write this movie about a, a CD that kills people. What would the title of the movie be? Yeah. So go take yeah. your ideas and go put them on our Facebook page. Facebook.com slash Jurassic Park Minute. Yeah. Let us know what you think the uh, the title of the movie about the killer CD-ROM yeah. should be. And the be- uh, the uh, winner of that will be notified. We'll, we'll, we'll say the title of your movie on, on, on the yes. show. Yeah. There okay. you go. So you really, you come out ahead. In life. <laughs> yeah. So um, we see a lot of, uh, you know, a great example of Steven Spielberg's um, blocking of actors. Where are the actors going to be? Where the camera's going to be? And uh, it's, it's done very, very, very well here. How Tim follows him and is cutting him off and then goes through the car, uh, you know, the car. The yeah. camera's coming out the other side of the car. It's, uh, it's really well done. And we also get to see um, the Ian Malcolm that we've all come to love come, yeah. come back to us. Yeah. Uh, he's now a rock to, star. <laughs> yeah, he's now being the rock star and everything. So, um, And there's uh, one other moment where when Hammond is explaining how the cars move on the track in the middle of the road, Gennaro's expression towards his like uh, his enthusiasm and his zeal for this is, uh, is really funny. But yeah. um, outside of that, all I have is that Tim is dressed kind of similar to Grant. Yeah. yeah. He's it. got that, um, you know, thing around his neck. Yeah, he's got the blue is it thing the, tied off. denim shirts on? I think so. Color? Yeah. yeah. I, you know, I don't know that maybe it was an intentional. I'm sure there was a picture of Alan Grant inside of his book and maybe Tim dressed up like him to do that. To, I know, would to think like that's him. a little too obvious if yeah. it was done intentionally. It'd be a little too obvious. Um, yeah. So that's all I've got for this minute. Kind of very a shorter cool. episode, but the last two days we've had very long episodes yeah, that were filled yeah. with all kinds of uh, debating. Well, there's about just the not a whole lot going rate. on in this minute, honestly. And there's you not. know, a, a lot of the philosophy of the movie is kind of coming to an end. We're about to get into the action, the really entertaining stuff, and I think we're going to have a lot to talk about with technique of the movie. Yeah, that's going right. forward. So. I mean, when it comes to a scene that's going to be comprised of several minutes of a Tyrannosaurus Rex attacking people, you know, there's there's going to be more talk of like uh like like you just said as opposed to yeah what's what's different about this minute as opposed to the last minute the uh, movie magic if you will and when I say movie magic I do this with my finger and pixie right. dust falls out right uh, I have something real quick I want to talk about the okay. uh, tracks that the cars run on you don't actually see them connected to the track so I'm curious if it was like a uh, they have something called um, a, uh, a trackless uh, a system for for like uh, people movers like this in amusement parks, yeah. where a lot of them will have uh, kind of like uh, relays hidden underneath the floor. Yeah, like the um, uh, the people mover and the uh, monorail system in Disney World aren't they controlled by magnets? Uh, you, I think t- there is a, a linear induction system underneath mm-hmm. the, the monorails, right? Uh, this one, I think, this is, the car is completely electric, which is a little scary. That's why the cars stop. 
when they're out by the T-Rex pad. You know, they've been able to build in into the screenplay that crippling effect of, like, when the electricity goes out, right? Uh, You know, hey, electric cars, they're so awesome, unless you can't get power to them, unless the sun goes away. Uh, But to get back to uh, what's going on here... uh, you don't see anything connecting the car to the track. So I'm not sure if the power is coming from the track. I think the power is probably in the car. Uh, But in some amusement parks these days, and I'm trying to think of some of the rides that have these, there is a Winnie the Pooh ride in Japan at the Magic Kingdom there that has no track system to it. And the cool thing about that is they can put these leads underneath the ground that the, uh, the, uh, uh, people movers, you know, or the, uh, the 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 carts follow, but there's no actual track underneath them, so they'll move around the ga- the ground guided by the system that's underneath the floor. The Hollywood Tower of Terror, the elevator. Uh, system yes, that yes, you're it does. In you're is right. It's not on a track. It's, it's just not like on a track. Driving itself yeah. over the floor, which is kind of scary. Yeah, and uh, that would have been. I think that ride actually came out just like a, a year or so, maybe after this, or maybe it was the same year. So, um, yeah, See, and that's interesting because this movie is about an, a, a theme park. And yeah. um, mm-hmm. it's, you know, like we're saying, this whole track system works almost in the same way that the track systems do in actual theme park. Right. Rides. Yeah. Yeah. So Michael Crichton just, God, the guy was just so aware and in touch with uh, with everything that was going on. Yeah. But, you know, the, the cool thing is that they kind of drop that hint now. Oh, it's completely electric. You know, it's non-polluting. And then we yeah. kind of see later like, oh, that backfires on him. So that's uh, true. So we do have that built in. There's something else cool that's going on in these uh, last couple of minutes mm-hmm. um, is that you start to see all the uh, the workmen around inside the visitor center rotunda and then on the side of the building like putting on their backpacks and putting up their yes, equipment yeah, and you're right, away, which yeah. is kind of subtly getting us into the 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 idea that the clock is ticking the clock is ticking yeah. and it, things are about to get real 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 claustrophobic and we did have that announcement earlier like hey everybody just want to let you know that you yeah. know in a few minutes we're going to get the notification about the storm we have a couple of different ticking clocks going on there everything's mm-hmm. speeding up it's it's really well done it's really well done it's, it's a really well very subtle way to put all that stuff in oh here's the trackless system for the cars and then they start talking about gas jeeps later so you know they do have a way to get out they make a point yeah. of saying like would you take a gas a jeep out a gas powered jeep it's like who calls it a gas powered <laughs> jeep oh you to get my gas powered car you know yeah. to impress people like oh it runs on fossil fuels how amazing wow. so that's everything that i've got for this minute how that's about everything you? i have this minute as well all right folks everybody have a great weekend i'm kyle i'm brady and until next time hold on to your butts jurassic park minute is a fan-supported podcast if you like the podcast then leave us a review on itunes you can contact us at jurassicparkminute at gmail.com and visit us online at jurassicparkminute.com, facebook.com slash jurassicparkminute, and twitter.com slash jurassicminute. You've been listening to a Pele Media Podcast. For premium content and exclusive podcasts, visit us at patreon.com slash Media. Check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash Pele Media and follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash Pele Media.